City-based youth health educator and certified birth and postpartum doula. She's also one of my oldest and dearest friends. So I caught up with her and asked her to talk about her first six months working as a doula. So my name is Janelle Coleman and I started my doula training in June of this year. It's June 2018. Um, And I did, I finished my training in October of this year. Um, I had my first birth in September. You know, as someone who, like, is pretty young and hasn't had a child yet, like, what made you want to, you know, get do this in the first place, like, get the training? I mean, I know that, like, like experiencing birth and, like, helping a birthing person, like, with the process aren't, aren't you know, aren't necessarily have to go together, but what kind of motivated you to, to, to get into this field? Yeah, um, so I first became interested in in birth, I guess, um, when I was in high school and I started watching documentaries about childbirth, so The Business of Being Born, just produced by Ricky Lake, and there's another one, um, I'm forgetting the name of it, but it was produced by a father uh, was exploring uh, exploring healthcare and birth, um, and I was fascinated by it. I guess because I've always been interested in holistic health and uh, having a midwife, or and I always had this you know dream of having like a water birth and everything prior to even have having any you know, plans to actually have children. I love it. That's like um, a dream of yours. I had this dream <laughs> to have a water birth. <laughs> yeah. I know. I've always just, I've just been so fascinated by it and intrigued by um, just everything involved with it. Um, but um, in college, I did a study abroad program in Bahia, Brazil, and I wanted to do research on their high cesarean rates. So I studied decision-making factors and what control influences impact the likelihood of someone having a cesarean section, a C-section. So fast forward, um, I finally decided to take the plunge and and do a doula program. I was just re-inspired by um, a fellow alum from my high school and his wife is a doula and I actually met with her and I just felt like it was the perfect time. Do you think that as someone who hasn't um, experienced pregnancy or birth, like like giving birth, like how do you think that shapes um, how you approach your own practice with, with the people that you work with? Yeah, I think so. I always, I think that's also something that's been, um, in the forefront of my mind when prior to entering this work or even now that I'm in it, that people will feel like, oh, well, you're young, like, you don't have children, like, what do you mean about this? But the reality is, like, a lot of people trust, you know, men <laughs> to, <laughs> to be a part of their birth experience, right? Like, 
a lot of um, men who are OBs, like people with, you know, male anatomy who are OBGYNs, and, like, no one says, like, oh, well, people may say that, but there are people who, you know, they have high ratings and they're trusted, and but they don't have even, they don't have the anatomy to have children, right? So even if they have partner who's had children, like, they still will never experience birth, and they're so trusted, but yet people are like, well, you don't, like, if you have children, I don't want to hear what you have to say, and it's just so interesting, like, historically, we're so trusting of men in their opinions of what we should do with our bodies, but yet, like, a young woman is, it's like, it's questionable, and so that's, like, my defense when I'm, you know, feeling that imposter syndrome thinking or, like, feeling, you know, or that being a, a point of my insecurity, I'm just like, okay, you've been trusting people who met, who just physically are unable to have children. I'm like, yeah, I don't have children, but I, I have the skills as far as like caring about the outburst outcomes and being uh, an advocate and a support. And I'm also because I don't have children, I also don't. I won't be able to be like, well, this is how I did it, you know? So I'm completely looking at someone's, you know, their own story, their own values, and and I don't have my own bias from my own experience. And, of course, there's value in that as as well, but, like, from my own perspective. Is there anything else that you want to, that you want to say that we haven't, we haven't talked about, covered? Um, I would say, like, so when it comes to the race-based disparities in healthcare, um, it's like I feel like it's super trendy now to talk about it. And I don't know if I just feel that way because I follow so many pages and like I'm in this work and I'm like, oh wow, now everyone's talking about it. But this has been going on for such a long time. Like the violence against, you know, the bodies of women of color, it, this is not new mm-hmm. <laughs> in the medical space. Like these are new things. And I, I think it's very important for us to, to not undermine the work of midwives and doulas in the sense that, like, it's not less than, you know, having an OBGYN. And it's like a doula is not a luxury thing. It's something that every birthing person should have access to. So if, you know, someone who's pregnant, I would say definitely encourage them to get a doula if that's not in their birth plan and to and if they're like oh well it's too expensive you know there are there are doulas who are independent they're not in like a larger collective um and even and of course there are great collectives who offer fighting fees but there are new doulas like myself who aren't who aren't like oh i need to you know charge this high see, you know, people, there are people who want to experience, or people who are a part of their practice is offering um, services to, to lower income families, and so I think that we just in general need to advocate for this being just a part of the birthing experience. It's not like, it's not an option, really, and and this is like for, for any family who's, who's bringing a baby into this world. It's, the support is, is so necessary. And it's not new. Like, doulas are not new. Midwives are not new. Like, having people to support you and advocate for you in a birthing space, even if you are having a birth in your own home. I mean, you mentioned the trendiness part. 
and the fact that, you know, doula care isn't, and midwifery isn't new, like, what do you think it is about this moment right now that is, like, spawned, I think, sort of like a resurgence, I guess, in public visibility of doula care. What is it about this moment that has made it more visible? Or maybe I just have, I don't know, maybe it's more visible to me, you know? I don't know yeah, if it's well, anything it's new. more visible because of the, now it's like in, you know, as far as from, for, from a political standpoint, the politicians who are actively be, being involved in their, you know, New York Times articles and articles across blogs and, um, excuse me, and um, magazines and everything that are focusing on the maternal mortality crisis because it's like, oh, like, we're in this country that is supposed to have all this money and, like, advanced technology and everything, but yet women are dying from childbirth more than, like, quote-unquote, less developed countries. Awareness is there and people are shocked and confused. Um, And then also we have, you know, celebrities like, Michelle Obama, you know, like political celebrities and people who we greatly admire who are talking about issues with fertility. And, um, right. But I think it's like, I'm not going to downplay like, oh, like, everyone wants to be a doula now. Like, I think it's great if you really feel called to do the work, then, you know, get certified, like, do the work. But, of course, they, it's, it's very difficult work. It's not like, you know, you just show up and you're there for an hour, you leave, like, it's very difficult and long, um, long hours, um, a lot of energy, emotional energy that, that you put into it, so if you feel called to do it, like, please, like, do it. (laughs) 